Welcome to episode 108 of the Movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, our Noir Vember series continues with The Big Sleep from 1946. And I'm Adam. That's you kind of said it like, uh, "Welcome <laughs> to the movie Cinemaniacs. Get on a horse." Here. That's how I talk. Yeah, that, that's, that's just how I talk these days. That's my excited talk. What, you thought I don't we don't were even know that. We, <laughs> what was that? That was country. Yeah, <laughs> this is like a chimney sweeper yeah, on the range. It's, it, it's like Dick Van Dyke is doing a western movie, yeah, but in England. I would watch that. <laughs> All uh, right, I need to open. <laughs> So yeah, we're back. This is the second episode of our first annual November series where we're going to cover, we're going to pick, I, I guess we what we did is we each kind of chose one movie to talk about and then we're going to do a fourth one. Um, and uh, Well, the first the first one was like the classic. We started with yeah. the classic one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, this is my pick, by the way. This is Maddie's pick. pick. Uh, so we each chose one for the month. Uh, and, uh, yeah, hopefully this is something that continues every year. Uh, we, yeah, I'm okay with this. This is kind of awesome, right? Last yeah. week was uh, double uh, indemnity. Today will be, um, tonight the will be the big sleep of 1946. And now we talked about it a little bit, but yeah, this is Adam has seen a lot of these, but you know, still tons to discover. I found out about this genre last year. Is it a genre or is it a yeah, style? A yeah, genre. Um, la- last year and totally got the bug and just went from one or two to just watching tons mm. of these. And Maddie is kind of... waking up from that big sleep, man. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but the these one two that, are his first. Uh, what I'll say is, so when I was first starting to watch this, if... You had the the big ones, and they were all, all had good transfers, and you could watch like a pretty good version of The Big Sleep or Double Indemnity, but you couldn't watch a bunch of the other ones that we can now. I'm going to talk about a few that have been released on on Kino that I I watched yeah. this week. There they didn't exist, so unless you watched it on. I mentioned the last episode where I would watch TVO. Saturday Night at the Movies on TVO, which would have really good transfers mm. of sometimes lesser known pictures because they'd have the big one and then they go oh and this actor did this thing yeah. yeah that no one is getting to see there was no other way to see this and really there was no other way to watch this this wasn't appearing on city tv yeah yeah i'm like mid friday well, at midnight yeah or Kino, t- Kino's tbs kind of become one of my favorite uh physical media companies out there because they do a, a bit of everything but they release like an insane amount every yeah. month like oh, 20 movies and and when it comes to noir, like they've released, I think I want to say six box sets so far, or mm. how many? Four maybe. I, I I know that like in the group I'm in, there's a Kino Insider, and he talks about all the stuff coming out. It's an insider. Oh, that sounds he, he, so like he, he a works, he works noir esque. Well, sometimes they have that because this is away <laughs> from the promote. But yeah, they've yeah. announced. I think they have like another six 
more box sets coming in. And that's not even including, and the box sets are almost like the lesser noirs. Outside of that, they're releasing tons of really good uh, single The transfers are great from everything I've watched. Everything has been like... Oh shit! They they got the yeah. right print, or they've they've the restoration has been done excellent. So yeah, if you love these, I, I totally recommend. They do sales. We're not promoted by Kino, by the way, <laughs> but they do sales every couple of months, and it's a great way just to pick up these titles. Hey, for Kino Insider, uh, yeah, well, yeah, hook us up, <laughs> hook us up. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just a fan. Uh, they're, again, they're they're a company. Whereas, like, I love Scream Factory, Arrow, all that kind of stuff. I guess Criterion would be your your one of your favorite mm. companies. I think Kino is kind of the one company that does a bit of everything. They've released a lot of great horror films. They've released a lot of great noirs, '80s teen romps. They've done the the artistic, uh, you know, artsy films, the foreign films. They've didn't kind you get of, a bunch of Bette Midler all. stuff the last time? Or I didn't. Yeah, what did I? Outrageous I, Fortune. I, you know, big big business. I haven't big watched business. that. Yet. Oh. I'm excited to watch that. I actually like '80s uh, Bette Midler. Mm. Is that is that a bad thing? I don't know. Nah. There's a lot of those. Uh, eight, I have no idea. Yeah. Like. I, I've probably seen like two Bette Midler movies ever. There's a lot of like those kind of '80s comedies that. Is she uh, Witches of Eastwick? Is she share? Um, no, it's Cher, Susan, Cher, Cher, yeah. Saran, and Mich- uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. Well, so, she's Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. That's, yeah. yeah. I've never seen The did, Beaches. Did she okay. date Tom Waits at one point? Am I wrong in this? Were they like a couple uh, or one point? might have been right when he was like yeah, still drinking. Up. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, there, there's a lot of 80s comedies I remember seeing. You know who's, oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, the, go ahead. Uh, on, on Tom Waits' cover, Small Change, do you know who the women uh, Alvira. is in the background? Oh, nice. It's Alvira. I was yeah. hoping to bring my uh, vinyl up because uh, we went and saw her at like uh, a Comic-Con or something like that. I'm like, oh, I should bring my vinyl up. Like, I don't want to carry it around all day. And you actually got to meet her and got the autograph. Yeah, and it was yeah, like, yeah. for an extra like 15 bucks, I could have like. Well, she yeah, she was one of the yeah. celebrities. I don't. Want, I think I might have taught it already, but then mm. I actually sat two and talked epi- to you two episodes ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Most 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 celebrities just want to get your money and autograph. Right? She was like having a, a whole yeah. conversation about this is before Elvira, uh, which I'm a big fan of, came out on Blu-ray. What was holding it up, and mm. and that she already had all these this stuff filmed and ready I, for I, it. But I guess mm. that's more interesting for her as well, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But again, some some you don't make as much money that way. Yeah, exactly. It's like get through because we want to get through. There, there's there's going to be always you know you only have a limited time to get autographs, and if you're a big enough celebrity, you're going to have an unlimited uh, lot size. Yeah, line. like Vulcan mm-hmm. number four did did that to you, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> Next. <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah, Kino's great. Um, but yeah, who do uh, who? Do we have anything else to talk about? Or are we just going to jump into what I we've been watching? Think that's yeah, it. what have you been watching? Maddie's Maddie's just looking at me like he's watched nothing. My eyes are like wide open. Let like, me. I haven't watched anything. I watched Midnight Mass last week, and that's pretty let, much let it. Let me uh, let me jump in because I have one that yeah. I I'm dying to talk about. Shadow in the Cloud. It's from 2020, but I think it counts as a 2021 movie. I believe. I think okay. it got one of those one of the first movies. I think to get the theatrical release when when COVID uh, came back. I think in maybe January of this year. I think. I believe. So this is directed by Roseanne Lang. I don't know what else she did. Written by her. and Ma- Ma- So this is a script that Max Landis wrote the script. She came on as director. The whole controversy came out about Max Landis. And this, I think this what? director is a big feminist. What happened with Max Landis? He's uh, supposed to be just the worst. Yeah. Oh, yeah? He's, he's, we don't, is that yeah. John Landis' son? Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh. So, uh, and he came out of the rebuttal. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, anyways, she wanted to get away from this, but she liked the script. 
still hot and they were already ready to make the film. So she said, though, she rewrote a lot of it. I wonder, though, if she made it worse <laughs> or better because there's a lot of like the feminist stuff in this is fine, but it's like over the top. Yeah. And that, like, I'm not even joking where every man in this movie is, is the dope? worst. No, not a dope. They're the worst person you can ever be to an extreme. So this takes place during World War II. Um, Chloe Grace Moretz is a star. Um, she bored. Not usually a good thing for me. Yeah, she's not. She's not just well, had potential, and she's not great yeah, and really much. I don't think she was even that great when she was young. Yeah, Carrie, mm-hmm. I think, was really terrible. Uh, Let hit, Me In was girl. okay. She's really good as Hit Girl in, in the Kick-Ass. Uh, Kick-Ass, yeah, I thought. Yeah. Um, so she <laughs> <Yeah>. boards... <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, she yeah, boards, what else has uh, she been in? <laughs> she boards this war plane during World War II. Um, she has orders to... Uh, Kill Hitler. No, to guard Damn. and deliver this top-secret yeah. package. Um but right away, all the men are the most... I'm not even joking when I say, I was rooting for Hitler to kill <laughs> these people. Every man on it right away is calling her a whore. The whole thing, it's just the most misogynistic, disgusting, chauvinist pig men you'll ever see in a movie. And that's like them for the first 20 minutes. It's like, even... So she goes... She They're terrible at her. They put her in the... in the um, What is it called? The bottom of the plane. It's... um You might know as a... The gully? I don't know. Um, <laughs> the, 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 the hold. Yeah, the belly of the plane? The hold? No. Um, sorry, I wrote It's, it. it's yeah. the bottom of the plane. Yeah, come on. Come on. No one cares what the bottom <laughs> the of the plane is bubble, called. The little bubble, yeah, where she shoots. Anyways. Oh, oh, the, the uh, uh, not something pit or um, shit. How long the can ball, we? Ball, ball, the ball turret, I think is what it's called. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so they throw in there, and then and they're completely terrible to her. Oh, women can't be pilots, blah, blah. Just the worst human beings you can see. And then even when she's down there, she goes on the radio and she can hear, and they're all talking about, like, oh, I like the fuck her. Like, just, it's just, like, over the top. Yeah. Like, all these guys are the most despicable people you can think of. So right away, I was kind of like, eh, it kind of turns me off a bit. And I, I get it. I don't care that men are despicable. But come on. It was almost, like, over the top. Yeah. Um, and then Chloe Grace Moretz ends up being, like, ludicrously heroic. Um, so... Yeah, what happens is she's in this the ball this plane, they go up and there's a gremlin on the plane that is slowly dismantling the plane. So it's kind of a a World War II take on the famous Twilight Zone. Yeah, okay. Like 35,000 feet. Yeah, exactly. And then on top of it, they're in this area where they say, "Oh, don't worry, the enemy uh, planes don't come in this area. They, they can't get here." But they come there, there's some Japanese planes at the fate, so they have to deal with Japanese planes attacking them. They have to deal with the gremlin. And there's also what's in this package, which I won't spoil, but I'll say it is the most fucking ludicrous, ridiculous <laughs> plot point I've heard in, or seen in a movie in a long time. I'm not going to spoil the whole thing, but just let me give you a couple moments that are in this plane. She has to climb out of the ball pit and climb across the plane from the bottom, from one end to the other, like hanging like by monkey pieces. bars. As like the plane is in this war dogfight with a Japanese plane. <laughs> There's a scene where there's a, a hole gets in the bottom of the plane. She falls through the hole, and you're like, shit, she just died. As she's falling through the plane, a plane explodes, and the explosion shoots her <laughs> back up to the hole, and she lands. Okay. It's like, what the fuck is going on? I don't know how much I'm spoiling here. There's a scene at the end. The, the, they're on the beach. The gremlin lands. It doesn't matter if this gets spoiled because the, the movie blows. Um, 
she, she's like, I'm never going to walk. I've had enough. She rips off the sleeve of her shirt, and then she goes and has this one-on-one, like, almost, you know, the scene at the end of Lethal Weapon. Where they fight, yeah, like, like, uh, it's that, but her against his gremlin <laughs> in a beach. This, this is a movie. <laughs> All the men are surrounding her in almost like, a, yeah. come on, guys, get her. Get her, get her. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's, yeah. She's also like this amazing, you know, blowing them away with the, the gun turrets. I recommend you guys watch this movie. <laughs> this sounds insane. Because I, I will say it's a terrible movie, but I was never bored. Like, it keeps you. Is it played as supposed to be like ridiculous? No, I don't know. Here's the thing it has like an 80s synth score, which didn't fit with World yeah. War II, which I thought, but it's not. I don't know. I, I don't know. I get the impression. I, I don't know. I don't know if they were trying to do a serious film and it's just stupid or like, I don't know. Or it if it's supposed to be a it B doesn't movie. Feel like, with like everybody a, over but the it top. doesn't feel like. Other like there's select moments every ten minutes, but it doesn't feel like like if you're going to do that, you think that you w- they would have went all the way with that. You, you have to see again. I, I wish I could spoil what is in this package because it just like and that it, this yeah, it's fucking. It's Matt Lan- uh, Max Landis's dick. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm, like a giant puppet dick is trying to eat the gremlin. <laughs> I would love to read that original script. I and used see. to be part of Max Landis. <laughs> which of these bad parts came from the director? Which came from? Landis, mm-hmm. I will say you're not even drinking beer yet. <laughs> it's the coffee. I don't know. Um, I will say I, I thought the director though kind of showed some skill. I guess she did this like on a nine hundred thousand or sorry, that's how much the movie money made. Yeah. She did this on a ten million dollar budget, but I thought it, I thought it was like a sixty million dollar budget or mm. something. So even though like it still lost them probably nine ten million dollars, um, but it'll it, like they'll they'll make it up and. St- Streaming no, yeah, Avenue so. and what no would you watch this Blu-ray? I, well, yeah, it's on Netflix now, right? Oh, it's on yeah, Netflix? well, I think that yeah, I think with those so those sales, they made two million and they made about a million from theaters. They probably need to make twenty something million right. to uh, to to even like start seeing any profits. So, what was um, the movie called? Strangers in the Sky, Shadow in the Cloud, Shadow in the Cloud. Um, yeah, I think this would count as a twenty twenty one movie because uh, I've heard some podcasts are like, this is a dumbest shit movie. But I loved it and and was entertained and I can see that like it's so fucking ludicrous and the the synth score kicks ass. Um, Chloe Grace Moretz is okay in it, but yeah, you guys have to watch this movie. Um, I would love to like do a spoiler talk where we can talk about what's in the package. All right. Um, yeah, one of the. Uh, oh, sorry, my rating. I'm gonna. It's hard to rate this. I'm gonna go <laughs> five and a half out of ten. But it, it's it's one on one hand it's so bad, but on the other hand it's kind of entertaining. Let, let me ask you a question. If we were over at your place and you're getting a bunch of beers, would it be at 8.5? <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I think this would be a fun movie to watch with yeah. people and you could just tear apart scene yeah. after scene. Um, but yeah, I, I would love to see the difference in script and see uh, who's responsible for the, the badness in a lot of this. But uh, yeah, still worth the watch, even if it was terrible. It was. I, I had fun talking with about this with people at work and uh, I had fun talking about it now. So what, what did you guys watch? I watched uh, from 1942, This Gun for Hire. So this is a noir movie. Yeah. Uh, have you seen this one? Yeah, I I like this one. It's about dancing in the dark? Um, did you just watch this? Uh, I watched it like six months ago, maybe. Oh, you have no... No, This you're thinking of a different movie. No. Yeah. No. You, you're, you're thinking of My Gun is Quick. Ooh. Oh, okay, sorry. Are you going to talk about that today? <laughs> I'm also going to talk about my... I'll just do both of them now. Okay. Well, <laughs> that was the weirdest conversation I have ever seen, boys. Well, like, he watched two movies that have gun in the title, uh, and I knew he didn't like one of them. Okay, okay. 
You are like just <laughs> killing me right now. I'm just... What's funny is this the episode where I didn't drink. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. You guys just <laughs> talked over a fantastic Springsteen joke, actually, by the way. So, uh, you guys. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, sorry. It's okay. It's okay. You go ahead. No, no I'm fine. I, I, picked I'll, this, I'll just... I did pick up this movie. I haven't it watched was, it yet. It was breaking my brain. Yeah. I was like, what? You you have? And what? Yeah. There's a difference? Like, I like this movie. Um, anyways, this is, a, a I believe, the first um, Alan Ladd and Veronica Lake, they... they appeared in a bunch of movies together in the in the 40s. I've never seen any of them. Mm. Veronica Lake, who has like this hugely tragic career, uh, basically became an alcoholic. She was supposedly just on, terrible to deal with. Oh, uh, she's on the way to stardom, just kind of... She's in. A, she's like one of the biggest stars of the first half of the decade. And, then, a, and she actually had this, they call it like a peekaboo haircut, and it covered one eye, and she had to change her haircut because people were like women. she had an eye? No, women were getting in accidents building parts for the war. Oh, because they had like, they, they couldn't they, see they had out the of one eye? They couldn't see out of one eye, and the hair would get stuck, oh. or something terrible would happen, so she had to do like a PSA where she's like, no, I, I, you can't do this yeah. if you're working in a fucking factory. Um, so this is basically uh, a movie about a, 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 he's a sadistic killer for hire, um, and he he's he he has kind of his own code about what he can't do or what he can do. Yeah. He ends up opens the picture, does this kill, and the guy instantly the villain who uh, is played by Laird Crager, who who honestly is now becoming the most tragic figure of like this era for me, he did a uh, hangover square and the lodger and he died, you know, really, really young at like 30. Oh. So this w- movie one. was cursed. That's what you're saying. Well, this, uh, he like, dies right. Uh, like a year or two after this, but anyways, he's great in it as this villain who is afraid of violence, doesn't like hearing the gory details and, and is backstabbing this killer who, Basically, his own code is like somebody backstabs me, I will kill them, and I will kill anybody to get in my way. Yeah, awesome, all awesome stuff. And the Veronica Lake gets tied up in it, uh, you know, because she's going to be spying on this guy because there's a Nazi subplot. And this is the only issue with Veronica Lake is super charming in this, super engaging. Everything from this era, she's she's amazing in, and the villain's great. Alan Ladd is just like sadistic as fuck. Doesn't care. Uh, the boyfriend, who's the cop that is chasing them, eventually is kind of a little bit of a drip. Um, I think he was like a musical guy that's now in this hardboiled thing. Does yeah, he, I didn't really buy him. He's got the, the old soft cop. shoe. Um, but it's it's got so many different kind of styles that eventually like. It's weirdly the most hard-boiled at one time noir I've ever seen, and then it's like super sentimental at, uh, at the same time. And there's like a like a good sentimental like that side is okay. Like yeah. he's into cats, and like I don't know, and, and like it gets kind of teary. It's kind of weird. And but then also like there's a do it for your country. Is it like John Wick where they kill his cat and he gets seeks revenge? No, he fucking kills the cat oh. at one point to so they don't get caught, and then he feels real sad about it. I don't know. All right. But he's he's always like there for the cats. Anyways, I felt like the the that pot. Doesn't really make sense, even though there's a lot of great stuff. The chase scene in in these tunnels under a factory is really cool. The the back and forth between Lad and Veronica Lake, you can see why they were like, let's make a bunch more of these movies because mm-hmm. um, it's just odd and, and strange. It, it does have like a 
good ending, but I just felt like sometimes something wasn't quite gelling. It would jump around the style a little bit where I didn't love it. I'm still going to give it 7.5. So good. Really good movie. Um, I, I kind of maybe blame the direction for why it's not like next tier. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, one, one more thing I wanted to talk about the the best movie of the year, Shadow in the Cloud. Um, one thing I did like about it, um, Chloe Grace Moretz's character when she is in the ball drop, like that's a chunk of the film and she's stuck down there and I thought some of that stuff was kind of cool. I like those like one location. It's mm-hmm. like she's stuck down there and you're seeing like planes coming and the gremlin and stuff. Anyway, sorry, I just, I shit on the movie so much I felt like... <laughs> you needed to like um, redeem it somehow? Yeah. Uh, I watched uh, another movie I really liked. Sorry, that movie I didn't really like. From this A movie year? I really liked from 2021... Wrath of Man. Have you guys heard of this? Man. This is Guy Ritchie's oh, Guy new Ritchie. movie. This oh, guy's okay. on a fucking renaissance, yeah. man, because the, the gentleman, gentleman was great. Ugh. This movie was great. <laughs> you like that, eh? No, I didn't like the gentleman oh, at all. You didn't like the gentleman? Um, Other than Hugh Grant, everything else I could have done without. Uh, done without, yeah. Oh, well, I, I disagree. But uh, this is a different... This is a Guy Ritchie we haven't seen before. Like, even when he does the King Arthur and Sherlock Holmes, that's still mm-hmm. Guy Ritchie movies. This is... I don't want to say... It's comparable to Heat in any way, but it's him kind of doing his Heat. It's a movie that is completely serious from beginning to end. There's no jokes, There's no, no like charming no, British, no witty uh... banter. Um, and it, yeah, it, it fall. It's a heist film, and it follows the first half. Jason Statham's character, who's the lead, and he's actually pretty good in this. Mm-hmm. And the second half follows uh, these criminals. Um, but yeah, it opens up. Uh, this armored truck uh, is being robbed by these heavily skilled men. Uh, the two drivers um, of the, the armored uh, truck are killed, and a civilian's also killed as well. And then we cut to five minutes later. Jason Statham is getting a job um, as a truck driver uh, at this armored truck transportation company, and you see that maybe he's overqualified. And so for the first half of the film, you learn his whole story and what's going on, and there's all these twists and turns. Um, and then the second story, like I said, falls the criminals and you kind of get to learn. I didn't like their, that side as much, mm-hmm. but I, I was like, the score is awesome. I thought the, the acting and the directing was phenomenal. Um, there's some like really grisly violence. It never goes too far. Like they almost hint at some like child molested stuff going on. Like, yeah. like, cause they're going, various criminals are getting taken out for whatever reason. Um, and you know, these one guys are really despicable people but they never go I'm glad they never go too far where you just like feel dirty after seeing it mm-hmm. um, yeah I don't know it, it was a little long it's like, just over two hours long but I thought for the most part it was it really works. good I, I don't know where I'm kind of between seven and a half and eight um, because again well, I, good, I, eh? I feel like the second half maybe lets you down like it, it just kind of maybe drags a bit but I, I don't know man I, I um, this was a big surprise for me I, I'd heard people talking about it started like no, like I, I think there's other people you might recognize yeah. and stuff, but it's it's really it's usually all his movies are like it's usually adjacent. Yeah. No, this is like this is again this is like a Jason Statham. Which again, know. you think like in the trailer's not good either, and you're like Jason Statham movie. Like yeah. it looks like <laughs> it, the trailer looks like a, a generic he, Jason Statham movie. He's a security guard. <laughs> well, that that's what it looks like, and he's like yeah. this in the trailer. You know, it, it looks yeah. like a standard action Statham. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't even recognize it's a Guy Ritchie movie. It doesn't have all those crazy camera yeah. tricks and everything. Again, it's him like saying like I can do a real movie, like yeah. a movie that's not a Guy Ritchie movie. Um, and I thought he pulls off really well um i i i i I disparaged one thing that i i I should have colin farrell was actually my favorite part when i thought about it more yeah colin farrell grant's a good in that but yeah yeah. 
I thought it was a great movie for like great British tailoring. <laughs> I, I don't know. I thought. I thought. I don't know. I thought it was as good of his. his, his I just can't take his his dialogue anymore. I I I dread looking back at his old like Snatch and Lockstock. <laughs> yeah, I'm the opposite. I kind of want to go yeah. back and watch them all now. I because maybe, maybe I'm a huge Guy Ritchie fan. Apparently, I just like when I watch that movie, and it, maybe it'll be opposite. But I just was like, this is old man is trying so fucking hard to be cool, and 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 then I was like, did I was he ever? Cool or nah, I think I think if you go watch back, you'd be like, yeah, this is hip. I know. I, yeah, I don't know. I disagree. Because I guess Cause the gentleman's the first movie too that like it seemed like most people were kind of really digging it. Yeah, because Sherlock Holmes was so bad, so bad. I, lo- like, I like that could have been a comedy. But... Yeah, like that. That's the beginning of like Robert Downey Jr. is is uh, believing his. Yeah, uh, a bit too smug. Yeah, he's, he's believing all the the hype that's yeah. been. That was kind of the beginning of that for me. Well, Anyways, yeah. Either either way, um, I'll probably watch this. Yeah, this this might yeah. be a movie because again, this is not that. It's like if if you liked all his other films, you like the gentleman. You may not like this, and vice versa. I think this is like a completely different film. Who knows? It may not be for you, but uh, mm. I it, to me, it was a really nice surprise. Um, yeah, I, I always thought Statham has something extra as well. Mm. Uh, and th- this is another one too. I think it's it's getting pretty good reviews uh, all around from critics and fans, um, like the gentleman did. So uh, yeah, I mean, another, that's, that's what made me another Netflix Kyle pick, right? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. That's a Netflix number. Well, right? I'm trying to sneak in these these yeah. 2021 movies here and there. Because I don't want to be stuck in January watching nothing but them and going miserable. Yeah. In case we decide, we're still up in the air whether we're going to do the the top uh, best of the year. So I'm trying to get through a couple every week. Um, but uh, yeah, this was. Uh, I'm glad I watched this one. I watched Squid Game. I want to check this out. Squid Game is pretty good. I have a feeling that like uh, I've heard good things from everybody. But I've also heard good things about Umbrella Academy from everybody. I got duped into watching that. I'm like, this is fucking terrible. Everyone's an idiot. Yeah, Umbrella Academy is terrible. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah. That, but you know, there was like a hype behind it. Just yeah, like, like Squid Game has a hype behind I it. I think the difference with Squid Game is this isn't supposed to be an international hit. It's, a, Cor- just, it's a Korean yeah. show, subtitled, like you yeah. could watch it dubbed, but... Those aren't supposed to be the number one Netflix movie in every or, yeah. or TV seem series. People opening up to that though, because look at yeah. Parasite. Like Parasite was a big success. Yeah, yeah. It's a success, but like still not like <clears throat> that's not the number one movie on Netflix. Netflix worldwide, right? Yeah, like that's what that's probably the most Squid Game is the most watched thing of the last like two months. But what yeah. in the world what has Netflix had? Um, oh, really? Like like a, new stuff? Yeah. I can't think of any other new Netflix project other than I maybe guess, Midnight Mass. Yeah. People <laughs> watch the, you uh, or Made the, or... The Melania cartoon. Yeah, like there's there's yeah. stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, And these are... It's the biggest streaming service in the world. So like, no matter what, like usually they're pockets in terms of territories. Like this yeah. did well in mm-hmm. Canada and this did well yeah. in the States and this did well in the... This mm-hmm. show did well everywhere yeah. because it just was a word of mouth thing where everyone was like... Have you seen Squid Game? And yeah. like last month, I was like, I w- I'm not risking Squid Game. Yeah, I I need to be the king of Halloween. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> these episodes are very long. It, they may not consider them horror, and I think that you would like it's. There's battle royale aspects to this. It's basically these these people that have massive debt are are then uh, told, hey, if you want to play a uh, game, you can play this game. But the game's super deadly. Of course. Uh, uh, it's really well done. The characters are so um, charming well and, and well-written. Um, 
it it does get a little bit um preachy for my liking sometimes um uh, yeah just a little didactic like we're this is the lesson you're going to learn sort of thing even though like it's it's trying to take down capitalism and what are they going to do the guy was had no second season they're going to make a second season of course because of capitalism yeah um (laughs) it's gonna be hard to not be a hypocrite and make a second season of this yes (laughs) very (laughs) difficult but it's it's super tense like some of the most tense things i've seen in a while like are are on this show is it um this might sound weird, but every time I watch like a yeah, Korean movie, it's it's odd for me because you're not living this life. You're like, oh, something's weird about it. It's almost like foreign in like a way. Like it, watching a 70s movie that's made in America is like, ah, it seems foreign. Yeah, there is something a little bit different. Yeah. I, I, I like it, it. If you've watched a bunch of Korean movies in the last, you know, 10, 12, yeah. 20 years, you're, you're going to get into that vibe. I, I think it's very relatable what these people are going through. I'm going to give it eight uh, out of 10. So it's almost worth checking did, out, eh? Did pumpkins. Yeah, it's, it's definitely well, worth What'd you give Midnight Mass? 8.5. I like Midnight okay. Mass more. Uh, I'm probably in the minority there. Like, I th- people are losing their fucking minds about this, mm-hmm. but the cracks started to show a little bit where... Yeah. Uh, probably, like, again, the thing that drives Kyle crazy about the length of these things, but, like, there probably was one last episode if they had, like, been a little bit tighter. Yeah. Still, there's some fucking... Cool shit going on. Really great moments. I think the hipster in me... And the hype is what kills these for me when people are like, this is the best show in the past 20 years. I'm nah, gonna, I've been doing not so watch many it. times that you go in with like, ah, I don't know. If like it, that's why I would probably watch yeah. Midnight Mass f- before just because yeah. that one, like, it seems Didn't like that, that, has, love. that has more of a divisive hype. Yeah. And those, those kind of interest me more. Um, I watched uh, a movie from 1983. Severin recently released it, and I recommend maybe you guys pick it up on their upcoming Black Friday sale. Siege, a.k.a. Self-Defense, I believe, was its another name it went by. This is a Canadian, uh, I believe it's a kind of a knockoff of Assault on Precinct 13. Okay. Uh, it actually opens up with real news footage, too. I guess in the 80s, um, the Halifax, Nova Scotia, the, their police force went on strike. Oh, get out of here. Um, so they have the, that real news footage. Oh, yeah, I've heard about this. Yeah, so now this um, takes place, and because there's no police, people decide to take advantage of it. So you have just these scummy fucking great villains that you hate, Ho- mo- really homophobic. They decide— Are they like a really candy? Like, yeah, we're going to rob the liquor store, eh? No, they're <laughs> just fucking—just just guys you can't wait to see uh. them— Get their come up and we're gonna break into the arena, play some ice hockey past midnight. Well, eh? no, they, they decide to go to a gay bar, and this is the eighties, and they yeah. use the f word a lot and say that they don't belong. And fun. They're, <laughs> they're tormenting. <laughs> we're gonna go have some fun. They're tormenting these guys. An accident happens, and uh, one of the the gay um, bartender uh, dies, and because and they're part of this, they call themselves the New Order. Um, they call in uh, the, the kind of the, the the leader of the new order. To, to they don't know what to do at this point, and he is going to kill everyone in the bar. Oh, get out of here! Um, and yeah, a lot of like a lot of really homophobic slurs in this film. But what's interesting, it's not like in the eighties. It's not a home, like it's about like these people are the villains, and this we know that what they're like, saying is terrible. Yeah, because what the plot of the film is one. It's uh, like the DFW that just came out this last year. That's BF- like a yeah, BF- kind of. BF- much, this is much better. Um, yeah. So one one of the, uh, the 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 gay what would it be if they're at a bar? It's not, you're not an employee. You're a pa- patron. 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 One of the gay, uh, gay patrons escapes, um, and he ends up in this apartment, and these people like take him in. 
Um, and they're and they they're like these nice people, and they're going to defend yeah. him. And again, it's just against these punks. They pull a gun, say, "Get the fuck out of here." Yeah. Um, and then he he tells what happened. But then these guys, yeah, it is like VFW or Assault and Precinct 13. They're going to come. They got tons of weapons, yeah. and they're going to go after these people that are in this apartment building. Now, the, the people in the apartment building, uh, a couple of them are like survivalists. So they know they don't have much equipment. They have like a bow and arrow, one arrow. They have mm -hmm. like two bullets. But they set oh, all these kind of awesome. traps, Home Alone style. I mean, keep in mind, it, it's low budget. But what I was surprised about this little Canadian movie, it must have like aired a couple times and then the print was put away because it looks fucking beautiful oh, like, yeah? I bet mm. you this is a film if you saw it on VHS it was probably dark and you didn't know because a lot of film mm. a lot of it takes place at night with shadows and stuff you probably wouldn't be able to see half the movie this Blu-ray looks amazing uh, one of the best looking like releases I've seen this year and uh, yeah they're gonna they're gonna fight them off the, the leads were kind of like realistic and likable and again it, it's cool to see this type of thing in the 80s where it's like we don't care if you're gay like yeah like fuck yeah. you we're not gonna let you die because of that um, and then these people that are totally homophobic, they get what's coming to them. So I, I don't know. It was great. I'm going to go, I'm going to go seven and a half. Oh, but wow. It, again, it's one of those ones that could also be an eight it, it, in the right mood. Um, I had, I had a lot of fun with you this You've been watching one. a lot of gems this week, eh? Yeah, this yeah, has been a good, yeah. I'm, I'm going to talk about another one. Uh, so from 1946, uh, Robert, uh, The Dark Mirror. And this is basically... Um, it starts off right away. It opens with this great score. There, somebody's got a knife in their back, and it opens up in this great scene where they go through the apartment. And they focus in on it. Um, a bunch of kind of duality uh, symbolism there, mm -hmm. and you find out that this this detective who is played by Thomas Mitchell, who's most known as the uncle in It's a Wonderful Life. Mm. He, he was also in Stagecoach. That's and weird. I think I... Angels Have Wings. Watched something with him, too. Oh, really? What did I just watch with him? He He's great. Like uh, uh, You talk. I'm going to think about it. I feel mm. like I just watched a movie with him, though. Um, so he he's now on the case, and he's trying to figure out, and supposedly he went out with this... Uh, Terry Collins and Terry Collins while well, she was at the this park concert but people saw her there they like people yeah. that are in the apartment building were like I've oh, seen yeah, this she's... person I know who this this is 100% is this person and then you find out there's a twin uh, but both uh... of them won't admit they both say I won't say if it was me at the concert or the other person at the concert. Oh, so it's kind of uh, or who playing it else went on the date, and they're playing it straight, and they can't do anything about it. Yeah. And then it kind of, uh, you know, unravels from there with with the sisters and and the and mm -hmm. and what might be going on with with one of them or not or who's what. It's it's great. Olivia De Havilland plays the lead. And she is phenomenal in the Thomas Mitchell, who plays the detective, is yeah. really great as well. Does but he ever say like, "Oh, that's a nice knife. That's a, a wonderful knife." So, <laughs> the, the movie uh, I'm thinking of, I talked about last uh, week, was Alias Nick Beale. He was the main, um, the lead uh, politician guy. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He's the goody two shoes politician. Yeah, he's, in that. He's, yeah. Interesting. Awesome. Yeah. I love Thomas Mitchell. He's so good. He's got. You know? He's a yeah. He, oh, right? he, he was great in that one. Yeah. Um, so it 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 does play with some of the psycho babble mumbo jumbo stuff that you got it in mm. Spellbound Hitchcock Spellbound. Does she play two of the same character? She plays both of them. Yeah. So there's a lot of like early it's effects, screen. but it's done 
exceptionally Flawless. well. I guess it was, did he work on Metropolis, the special effects guy? Oh, okay, he came yeah. from Germany, uh, and Cito Mac and him were really good friends. Um, it, it's it, You can really tell the performances who she is, especially as you're going on, and, and one of them's trying to be the other one, and mm-hmm. some, some you know, just one of the best performances I've seen in a, in a while, and uh, I, I, it was, I was joking that Olivia de Havilland, her sister was Joan Fontaine. They hated each other. They hated each other so much, they both almost lived to 100 years old, and they didn't talk to each other for the last 30 years, something like that. <laughs> um, and there's a scene where they're talking about how, like, something about a sister and, like, the the the, the hatred one of them might have, and it, it goes on Olivia de Havilland's eyes. And I think if you look close enough, you can see Joan Fontaine's face in the in the <laughs> eyes. That's pretty good, actually. Uh, I'm going to give this 8, eight oh. out of 10. Oh, wow. Uh, really, is this really an Arrow good. release? I feel like I picked this up. I think this is an Arrow release, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll try to watch it. Yeah, it, it, really cool. I liked it a lot. Uh, cool. I only got one more to talk about. Uh, I thought it was fitting um, since we're going to be talking about um, Bogart in a second. Uh, the Maltese Falcon from 1941. Oh, awesome. Now, I had seen this before. This is the first noir I'd seen, but this is kind of like I saw it, I liked it, and then you know I moved on. This is pretty much like when you talk about noirs, this is like the one that most people like, go to, right? Again, like, like this, I don't know if that, this could also be argued to be the first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't probably have all of the characteristics that Double Indemnity has, and that's why some people consider that the first. But this mm-hmm. is earlier. This is before yeah. the movie. Yeah, I, I, I definitely would think it is. But uh, yeah, I, I want to uh, check it out again now that I've seen and seen. And, and it, it probably went up a little this time. I, I, I just got that style more and yeah. and the it's kind of a little bit complicated the plot it's not as complicated as the movie we're about to talk about is there like a, that, that gunfire dialogue like it it has it but not like Bogart is good in this he's he's awesome in this yeah. he's a badass in this i don't think he's as great in this as he is in big sleep i think yeah. big sleep has way catchier and memorable dialogue mm. like big sleep every fucking scene we'll talk about this it this is yeah, this we'll is bogart Getting started, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. He's, exactly. he's been a B movie guy yeah. for almost a decade, and this is the big Wait, break. This was after Casablanca, before Casablanca. This is the movie before Casablanca. Oh, okay, this. Uh, you correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, John Huston directed this movie, um, and yeah. it started his career as a director as well. Oh, okay, so this is 41, and Casablanca is 42. Yeah, okay, so it's right. This is the right. The, before, this is the yeah. movie that that made mm-hmm. him a star. Yeah. And this also stars, uh, I believe, it must be one of his earlier. It, does it have? It, it's that's Alicia Cook as well in this, isn't it? Alicia no? Cook Jr. Is he in this one as well? Or am I getting him mixed up? Maybe I'm getting him mixed up with someone. Possibly. It, it has. Uh, the, I, I know it has Peter Lorre, who's great. Mm. But yeah. Who's the, who's the guy that uh, is kind of the? You're asking me a movie I haven't oh, seen. No, yeah. <laughs> I thought, Who's yeah. the guy? I, I guess I think <laughs> I, I think I was getting him. No, no, it does. Yeah, he has one line. Alicia Cook Jr. is Wilmer Cook. No, he has a bunch of lines in this. Oh yeah. yes, he meets some. Uh, yeah. So he he. Ah. Uh, fuck. I see. I wouldn't really have known Alicia. Alicia yeah. That was even Alicia Cook because I wasn't yeah. into all the. Well, and 50s the thing and, and the thing about then. this and the other ones, he's kind of like bumbling, and this one he's playing more of like the serious, like straight. 
trying to be a badass, but Bogart keeps on outsmarting. But he's not, he's, I don't know, this felt different than all Fuck, his other I roles. I didn't even realize that yeah. was him. Yeah, you scared me for a second there. I'm like, I swear that was mm. him. Um, he's so different in this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because he actually has like a, like a backbone in this one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I was, again, I won't go through the whole thing, but brief, mm. pretty much this woman shows up at uh, Bogart. He's a detective, him and his partner's office, and says that uh, her sister is involved with this guy. Um, she wants to get get her away from him. Without spoiling too much, you find out that's all bullshit, and there's pretty much all these different people are after this uh, falcon, this uh, black falcon statue that, uh, again, I don't even want to spoil why they're after it, but they're after it, and you have Peter Lorre's in there. Um, He's working for someone that they call the Fat Man. You have Alicia Cook Jr. All these people are are involved, and people are getting knocked off left and right, and you're trying to... Figure out what who's yeah. and everyone is kind of double crossing. Even the even the female lead in this who doesn't have that same kind of suave. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, that maybe some of these other uh, female leads have. She seems almost more of a plain Jane. Uh, did you get? It's not. It's glamorous. Not as glamorous. I think is the word mm. I'm looking for. But she she. You find out like she's constantly bullshitting him, and everything she tells is a lie. Yeah, and 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 so you're trying to put it all together of who's telling the truth, what's actually going on. So it does keep you interested throughout. Now I don't know. I enjoyed it even more this time. Like it might bump up past. I'd have to think if it's going to bump up past yeah. double indemnity. Um, I, I I did enjoy it a lot more this time. I'm going to go eight and a half. I, I think uh, again, yeah. it's another one that we could have. Covered in November, and uh, it, it is a great one for people to start off with. Yeah, I'm going to try to watch that one. I, I want to watch that one in a lone, uh, in a lonely place as yeah. well um, this month. Which are maybe classic. 2022 we can watch the Maltese Falcon. Yeah, we we yeah. might be able to, yeah. I, I, but I just might watch it next week. I know. We're, hey, listen, uh, we're going <laughs> to yeah, we'll keep on watching the every, have, the next year. Okay, then. this is our Noir November. I have a feeling these movies like will hold up on second watch. Oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I could probably watch The Big Sleep. I finished it uh, on Monday. I could probably watch it again tonight and be like, oh, wow, this movie's still good. I, I think like, you're going to want to build a collection like, like us. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I do you're going to want a like, spot on uh, your shelf. Watching this movie for the first time, I was like, oh, wow. I could watch it again tomorrow and still pick up things. Same with like a Double Indemnity. Like I could watch this again yeah. within a month. And like I don't think they I really... honestly think the best yeah. noirs in this genre. Kyle, you've talked about this before. Like comfort food. You got your com- mm-hmm. comfort food movies. Mm-hmm. That's like, what like, these like become. Goodfellas. It's one of the movies that yeah. like no matter if you just watch it like a week ago, like if it's on, like yep, yeah, I can watch this and see where it is. Like Laura is that movie on my shelf where I'm always yeah. like looking at it because I've had it longer, at, like a great transfer mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. And I was like. I could probably watch Laura tonight. Yeah, like yeah. Laura's good. Uh, because we could another one we could have covered. Because yeah, I just one. like the the second I watched that, like I, I the and I watch it again and again. Mm-hmm. I like it more. Yeah, the more I, I was thinking, like uh, I guess. Well, 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 well we did the, yeah. last last year. We did um, we did our best uh, first mm-hmm. time watches, um, our hidden gems of the year, and yeah, my list. Was like filled of noirs, and I yeah. could have probably did all ten noirs. Like I, yeah. I, I, I had to filled in with other yeah. things to not spice. And like when, like Laura, I think didn't even make it, and it was that movie is fucking incredible. Like that's how much I watched. And and yeah, last year I found out about all these. Hopefully, maybe some of these will be on your mm. uh, best of the you know twenty twenty one list. And again, hopefully, I'll have some newer noirs to add. But yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Like 
this, this is the, you know, I, I'm a big horror guy, whatever, all these mm-hmm. genres I like. I think this is the... Horror and noir. That's yeah. <laughs> this is the genre that, like... We're going to change the name of this podcast, the horror and noir <laughs> <laughs> podcast. This is the genre that came out of nowhere, I hadn't seen anything, mm-hmm. and now it's like, yes, it's, like, one of my favorite. Like, I can, I want to watch these as much as I'm watching and it, noir, and it, uh, it, 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 it While it's mostly predominant in the 40s and 50s, yeah, you can it, move it, into it. It does yeah. go into other areas. Yeah. Like then you get, you know, the French noirs that yeah. happen in the new wave, like a lot of Melville's movies. They actually call them blacks over there. <laughs> if we call them noirs here, they call them blacks in France. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that works. <laughs> That's not racist. That's like tracks. <laughs> Right? <laughs> Me and Adam are just like yeah. staring at each Frozen. <laughs> so anyways, so I finished it off yeah. with uh, uh, from, from 19, I think it's 1957, My Gun is Quick. This is the, this <laughs> is the one. one that Kyle had seen. And, and um, I had, again, my rating was not super high either, but I, I had a lot of fun with this movie. I didn't. Uh, oh. at, at first, the, the lead comes in. It's a Mike Hammer movie, which yeah. is Mickey Splann. Uh, it's his famous detective, Mike Hammer. Kiss Me Deadly, which I uh, adore. Uh, I love that movie so much. Um, that's the same character, different mm-hmm. actor. Um, this one's played by Robert Bray. He comes in. I don't know. The opening sequence is interesting. There's this diner, and there's this girl there, and he's really hard edged. None of the dialogue I really buy, but <laughs> see, that, that's mm. the thing. Like, I, you're right. The dialogue's not great, and it almost feels like a bunch of good noirs have come out. We're just gonna have fun. Like, we know what noirs are, what works, and we're gonna have fun with that. And I that, just don't think like, it's smart enough to. I, I think no, it, it's not. But I, I think it. I don't know. It, it's like, how do you? Exp- I'm trying to think of how to explain it. Like. It's kind of like this is what works, and like like this is I wrote down one of the things for my review. He's going to have a tough time making sense out of what I, what you tell him. It ain't easy to talk when you're choked on your own teeth. Like those yeah. are the kind of, it's just like hard edge. Like, but it's so much worse rah, than rah, like what you're, you're getting in the other uh, the other stuff. It's not clever. It's not no, like but quick it, or witty. It's very it's just, like I, I don't yeah. know. And it's I read by it. people that aren't good actors, and that's yeah. that's sometimes the difference with me with with good noir and bad noir is sometimes. These lines, they're actually not that hard to... They're, they're, I mean, they are hard to sell. Oh, yeah. yeah. I assume under the uh, untalented actor, it just sounds like baloney. You know what I'm saying? You're, if, you know, if, yeah. if Barbara Stanwyck isn't saying one of those lines or, yeah. or, yeah. or Bogart... It, it, so at first, I was willing to kind of like, whatever. I like kind of the setup. This girl, he meets mm. this girl. He's a dick to everybody else, but he's trying to be nice to her. And then it just fucking goes on, and and the the plot mechanism is 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 not dealt with in in a way that I I cared about too much. I, I, I it's short though. I think it's like it's now. short. It, yeah, and it, it, it's, it's it's an action, hour and a half. It, it, there's some cool action. Like it's it's kind of like a, a silly action. The action pieces noir. are are what I like better than the noir. Mm. All the noir stuff I didn't like at all. Like it's not a smart movie, but I I don't know. I was entertained. I'm gonna give it five point five. Uh, like, like that's a yeah. low score for today. That yeah. doesn't mean like this is the worst thing I've. This isn't me watching yeah. the you know tack of the fifty foot woman and giving it a you yeah. Know, like three I, I think whatever. on Letterbox I gave it three out of five. Um, yeah, but that's, I, so that's not that far off. No, I think again. I, I think it's one of those movies that like I'm gonna watch it again though because I'm gonna be See, in the mood. I'll never watch that movie oh, okay. again. Like, I think it's if you were ones- like, I want to do a, a show with my gun is quick for the gun series of noirs, <laughs> I, I'm picking it for the next. I'd be one. like, fuck. 
I just, I think, I don't know. I think like we're big sleep, multi-fog, and I like overcomplicated and all this stuff. This is like, it's not complicated. It's as tough as nails detective. There's some cool action scenes and he's got some like scene chewing dialogue. Whether he's great at delivering them, I don't I know. I think there's better versions of that. Like, yeah, the, yeah. I don't know. That's just. I, I, I think Maddie might get a kick out of this. Well, one. maybe. Anyways, yeah. Anyways, I, I think I got it cheap too, like on clearance. I was like, ah, oh, I was. You might as well check it out. It, yeah. Um. Cool. I guess uh, if that's it, then let's Are jump jumping into in the big sleep. The second movie of our Noir November series, uh, the Big Sleep from 1946. Noir November is the trailer. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm looking for a good mystery on something off the beaten track like the Maldives Falcon. Oh, that was a fascinating story. But here's one that has everything the Falcon had and more. It's Raymond Chandler's latest bestseller, The Big Sleep. What a picture that'll make. You mind if I look at it? Sometimes I wonder what strange fate brought me out of the storm to that house that stood alone in the shadows. As I probed into its mysteries, every clue told me a different story. But each had the same ending, murder. Every instinct warned me to beware that something more dangerous, more deadly than I'd ever known before was in that room. And suddenly, I like that. I'd like more. Private detective Philip Marlowe is hired by a wealthy family before the complex. Ca- what a fucking terrible <laughs> idea! I got this. This is the before hardest the complex plot. case is over. He's seen murder, blackmail, and what might be love. You just started envisioning the plot, and your brain froze. <laughs> oh, it's a terrible. I can spend twenty minutes and try to explain what's going on in this film, and like come up. Um, well, and that's Double why zero. we probably won't. We'll, yeah. we'll go through the very basics. Mm-hmm. So this is directed by uh, Adams cracking a beer here, uh, Howard Hawks. Uh, who just has this again, insane like Billy Wilder, kind of this very eclectic. Like he did Scarface, he did then he did Bring on a Baby. Only Angels Have Wings. His yeah. Girl Friday. Um, yeah, like he created the, screwball c- yeah. comedy, but he also yeah. has like Real Bravo, one of the gangster movies. Gangster movies, Western? W- well known for westerns. He, he wrote and uh, produced a thing from Another World that we've talked oh, about. Wow. And you can tell his writing style too, yeah. right? Like we watched. Uh, uh, Vast of Night yes. last last year and all of yeah. us loved it. That's so indebted to his yes. dialogue style. You even clock, I didn't know he wrote that thing from a different planet. Could you even clock that when they're in the uh, mess hall and he's chatting with the uh, the lady in the thing from a different planet? Like, wow, that actually makes That's really also sense. a pol- poltergeist situation where yep. most yeah. people are like, eh, he, he might have directed most of it. Uh, yeah, but it's yeah, weird because yeah. he didn't have anything to do as far as I know with the writing of this movie. 
Mm. No, but it, he was always punching stuff up. And, yeah. And, and, yeah. So this movie was written by William Faulkner, uh, who also did to have and have not, which you know is kind of an and, important. And, and, yeah, is he's he a Pulitzer Prize winner. Yeah, or am I wrong? Yeah, uh, he's probably a, like he's a very very yeah. famous uh, writer. Wrote a lot of like very southern, uh, like kind of brought into like a southern United States style yeah. of, mm-hmm. of of writing. Uh, Lee Brackett did the screenplay as well, which everyone was surprised to find out she was a, f- a female. There's a funny mm-hmm. story where Humphrey Bogart came in and was like, ah, some of this dialogue's a little bit soft. Yeah, I want more hard And he went to her thinking, like, assuming, ah, it's a female that wrote it, and mm-hmm. apparently it was, like, I think it was Faulkner or, mm-hmm. or so- someone else. Over. And I, it turns out, like, a lot of the hard dialogue was from, from her. Did you hear the rumor of Faulkner in this movie? No. I guess he's like, all right, do you mind if I work from home? Oh, and yeah. I guess he's like, yeah, oh, sure. We can go ahead and work from home if you want. He drove back to Missouri because he didn't like LA. So he said he worked from home. <laughs> well, I think, yeah, he thought like, oh, just, you're going to go back to the hotel, yeah. right? And he like literally went home. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I, I guess she had the nickname Butch um, because oh, yeah? she did a lot of the hard dialogue. Um, and yeah, she also did the, she wrote uh, The Long Goodbye. Oh, wow. Uh, Leo Bravo. Um, the Empire Strikes Back. What? <laughs> that's crazy. The Star Wars. Yeah, that's one. actually insane. I think she wrote that with the director. Who was it? Was it Irvin Kir- Kirshner? Kirshner. Yeah. Um, the Vampires Go. So, uh, and then we got Jules Furman also. Furthman also worked on the screenplay. Who again did to have and to have not? Nightmare Alley, Rio Bravo. So three three screenplay writers on this, which kind of still maybe it's explains. awesome. Well, here's like, the thing, and it's based on the novel by William Chandler, who we talked about last yeah. episode. Raymond Chandler. Raymond, sorry, Raymond Chandler, who, uh, yeah, wrote the uh, the Philip Marlowe detective series. There's a couple, a mm-hmm. uh, bunch of these books, a couple movies based on it. Um, but I don't think he much, he, whereas the other one, he did write the screenplay. I don't think he had anything to do with the screenplay in this one. They kind of. And, and can I just do some of these lines? Sure. Of course. Hmm. What does, what that, does that mean? mean? <laughs> I like how you already know. <laughs> I was thinking this is one of the most quotable movies yeah, I have seen in I, I ages. Agree. Like, I think if I watched this twice, I would be talking like uh, Marlowe. Yeah, so like, yeah, we'll we'll do it again. Yeah. All right. Hmm. Hmm. What does that mean? It means hmm. <laughs> uh, and are are you tempting to tell me my duties, sir? No, I'm just having fun trying to guess what they are. Uh, There's another great one. What was it like? Um, it's so punchy. Like. Uh, what business is yours where I get my keys from? Well, I know it's a business of a uh, thing. Like, well, I can make your business my business. <laughs> you could, but you wouldn't like to pay. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, oh, fucking I, 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 Okay, if we're doing quotes here, I yeah. do my favorite All one. Right. Such a lot of guns around town and so few brains. You know, you're the second guy I met today that seems to think a gat yeah, in a hand yeah. means the world by the tail. <laughs> what a great line. Like, this is almost And like we're butchering these lines. Yeah, like, yeah. with Bogart, so the, them coming yeah. quickly out of Bogart is so You're good. not very tall, are you? <laughs> well, uh, I, uh, I tried to be. <laughs> uh, your story didn't, uh, didn't quite, uh, uh, sorry. Your story didn't sound quite right. Oh, that's too bad. You got a better one? Maybe. I can find one. Uh, like, go ahead and scratch. Somebody's always giving me guns. Like, this is just, yeah, yeah. we could just talk yeah, for 30 yeah. minutes. I think you could just yeah. do 30 minutes of all the great quotes. What are the quotable movies of, like, all this? Time. And I think, like, maybe, like, Goodfellas like, are the two, like, the most quotable. Like, well, I, I, I remember that's why when this film ended. Yeah. I mean, there's other things I love, but that's the thing that's still, like, how, how much I love Bogart mm. in this. How fucking great he is in this, and how good his dialogue in the, is in this. He gets most of the great 
I was actually thinking about this. Like, do you know how like uh, this whole big dick energy is a thing? I think private dick energy should be a thing right now. (laughs) (laughs) Private. Well, with that, I guess let's let's jump in the cast. Uh, Humphrey Bogart is, of course, the lead. Philip Marlowe. Um, He's got that private dick energy, (laughs) right? I think everyone knows who fucking uh, Bogart is. Uh, So many good movies. High Sierra, Roaring Twenties, Maltese Falcon, we just talked about. Uh, Dark Passage, Treasure of Sierra. Madre. Madre, Casablanca, Key Largo, African Queen. Mm. You can go on and on. In a Lonely Place. Lonely Place. Uh, Yeah, he did it. He's done a bunch of noirs that are are great as well. Uh, Lauren Bacall is the female lead in this, uh, playing Vivian Sternwood Rutwidge. Again, she did To Have and To Have Not with him. And that was kind of the film that people were like, wow, these guys have chemistry. Chemistry between these two. So have you guys seen To Have and Have Not? No. No, I have it. I haven't watched it yet. That's the only thing that's like. Like this is a better movie than To Have and Have yeah. Not, but the chemistry between them and To Have and to Have Not mm-hmm. is like all time. Is that before fire they got together? Screen. Yeah, they're getting together. Kind of like he's in a weird marriage where his, his wife is just not well, and he's just kind of been stuck there. Yeah, and and Hawks and his wife Slim basically like set them up almost, and it's got that famous line like, uh, "If you need me, just." But see, I, together. I, thought, blow, blow. Yeah. I thought I read something different. I thought like Hawks didn't like that he was cheating on his well, wife. No, eventually, the eventually they didn't like it. So because he was trying to hook well, her up with Clark Gable, apparently wasn't he? Oh yeah, that's right. Because he was drinking too much. So or? during yeah. the movie, yeah. he was trying to like get them, and then I, I, but it, he didn't think it was gonna be like a real. Thing. No. Romance, because uh, like a year later they were they were married. Yeah, yeah so they they're not married when they film this, no. but they are married when they do the reshoots, reshoots, which we'll get into. So, did you guys watch what version? Did you watch? I watched the the re release with the the chemistry version. Yeah, I assume <laughs> like no plot, all chemistry. Yeah, there's more of that. So I watched yeah. both. Okay, uh, for this. So uh, if you don't know, uh, pretty much they had two version of this film one is like really plot heavy where they explained it's it's pretty much isn't it it's not it's like one scene he goes through all the plot points right with, I, with, with the, the uh, his DA. buddy yeah. the, the e- cop buddy and even then the movie still yeah. barely oh, yeah. makes sense like yeah. it, it the they call it i think the racetrack version was the 1946 yeah and that's one where they're kind of like a bit like uh who's ever in the saddle baby well, I, I i used to come behind and uh usually i take the lead well like, what happened was i guess because agent <laughs> yeah. uh she had a movie uh previously the year before what was it called confidential agent and she got torn apart on this so her agent came and 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 Be- begged them to, to Jack Warner went to the yeah. the head of the studio and was basically like we and and Warner was thinking the same thing. So there's a scene mm-hmm. where she's wearing a veil, yeah. which in the the 1946 version, the version that everybody knows, they're at a restaurant. They're yeah. at the like nightclub. Mm-hmm. It's a classic scene. Mm-hmm. Um, the veil scene is almost like a worse version of the office scene that they played before. Mm-hmm. Like they're back in the office. Some of the dialogue they use is the same because they okay. won't need the plot to move ahead. But none of the kind of chemistry points yeah. are are like, there. Is this a racetrack talk? Is no that the restaurant. Well, yeah. yeah. So at the restaurant, yeah. there's there's no racetrack oh, okay. talk. That all came one. in the re-release. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. When did the re-release happen? So a, they, a year later. Yeah. So they didn't. Oh, okay. They just they had the final version. They sat on it because they didn't want to put it out because of the war. They just thought, yeah. okay, we need to 
get all our war pictures out because no one's going to want to watch war pictures. Yeah. So we're going to release all these first and we'll sit on this. And in the interim, basically the agent was like, she's going to, her career is going to be over. Like they were watching some of these scenes and mm-hmm. they're going to like, people are going to like this movie. They're going to fucking hate her. Yeah. So. But even when this movie came out, some pe- some of the reviewers were still complaining about her acting even in this. Really? Um, okay. Yeah. I, uh, compared to some of the other like vixens in this movie, she might be some of the, um, compared to her sister, she is a bit more prude <laughs> in a weird way. Yeah. Her sister is like, Pops off that screen. What well, was, yeah. was the name? bookstore. Uh, oh yeah, like she is like wow, like oozing sexuality. Like it is yeah. crazy. Well, yeah. the, the funny story with her Even too. The cab driver, like uh, yeah, <laughs> I, Well, don't call me during the uh, call me in the night because that's uh, I won't be working. Uh, yeah, exactly. Or yeah, yeah, that's like one of my favorite lines. Yeah. I, actually, I wrote that one down. So he gets in the cab. There's this attractive. Um, Cab female cab driver. This is supposed to take place during the wartime, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, so they're just kind of a flirtatious. I think he yeah. makes a comment early, but yeah, when he gets out, he sa- she says, uh, "If you can use me uh, again sometime, call this number." Nerve. And he's like, "Day or night?" And she's like, "Night's better. I work during the day." Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, even the, the the bookstore owner. There's a funny story there where I guess there wasn't supposed to be like they kind of hint that. They went and go have of some course. sexual escapades. There was no hinting like that. But, but that, that, <laughs> that wasn't in down. the original plot. I guess yeah. like uh, um, Hawks was like, this is a really like, she's she was 19 years old when she filmed that. Oh, wow. Like this really attractive. Oh, yeah. Sending well, off sexual things. So let's like kind of do, take advantage of that. And I guess she was like this young actress. Mm-hmm. They, did, they had to weight down her glass because she was shaking. She was so yeah. nervous working across from Bogart, which. She's fantastic. Yeah. And, oh. and, and, and so. Yeah, she takes that down her hair, takes off her glasses. Yeah. I think McCall like, is, is good in the, is very good in the movie. Yeah. Um, I, I do think that maybe the sister was better, but right? I don't like, know. The the sister is here's the thing the sister just gets to chew scenery yeah yeah so yeah, she's always sucking her thumb and like, kind of playing the coquettish like, girl. Lauren McCall actually has yeah. to make the plot move. Yeah, none of these other characters really have to do that. But yeah. I will say the uh, other than the bookstore, there's like yeah. a rapport there going back and forth. Yeah, about the uh, with the. I forget the book they were talking about, but like they Ben Hearn, had, nineteen yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was like a nice duplicate little, like, page. There was a like gunshot fire. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, this is a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> now, now the, the sister. I'm spoiling, spoiling how much yeah. uh, you know. Uh, Martha Vickers, movie. who plays the sister, Carmen Sternwood. Now, I guess I heard that uh, she had more footage, at least says Raymond Chandler. But they, she was out staging Bacall that they had to cut I, I back can some. Of her I can see that, it, yeah, because she was kind of standing out more. Mm. So, but yeah, even the, like her and like uh, Bogey when they first like introduced, like, oh, I thought you'd be taller. That kind of yeah, that's like, a, that like back and forth, like, oh, what is going on? That's how the movie here? opens, and you're yeah. like, yeah. in, yeah. I'm in this yeah. fucking movie, and the scene with the fucking general. So it opens yeah. up the movie, and then Bogart meets Him this general, and, and general. it sets everything like, up, and they're just chatting. Like, oh, what a great! Like, and he he's he's not doing yeah. well anymore, so he can't drink so he wants Bogart I, to do I his enjoyed drinking your drink as much as you did hmm. well, yeah, well, why, why don't we tell him what the pop we'll, we'll introduce the actors or characters yeah. as they come in so yeah he I know ta- we're getting too excited man. yeah he takes <laughs> on really this is, job right? from the general who hires him uh because someone is is oh no his his young daughter has gotten trouble I guess she owes money gambling debts gambling debts maybe and it sounds She's like being blackmailed yeah it yeah. sounds like this has happened before too um, By, uh, this they come in there and Geiger. it's like, what do you know about my family? Well, you got two daughters and they're both 
wild, yeah. right? Like, and then he talks about the one who's like a viper and super mm-hmm. smart, yeah. and the other one who's still a little kid but will take the wings off of uh, you know, butterflies. Fly. Yeah. And she's a, I guess they, it's more in the book, but she's a bit of an nymphomaniac. I guess she's trying well, they to both like a. She's, she likes to drink and try to sleep yeah. with everyone. Um, and you, you get the impression, even if they don't again do the haze code, yeah. can fully. Say this, but it's still there. Like everything yeah. is like it's all gangsters and blackmailers, mailers yeah. and pornographers yeah. and yeah. nymphomaniacs and yeah. fucking bootleggers. Even the yeah. uh, camera in the uh, this, I'm getting way ahead in the uh, thing. Like, what is that for? Clearly pornography, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, the camera. So the the, the, the basically sh- he goes, uh, Kyle, you do the. Well, you yeah. know, it, 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 you know, go go ahead. It, it's just in the, in the book. I think it was like in the book there was actually nude scenes which they weren't allowed to have. Yeah, and in the book it's clear that. She's doing pornography, and the movie they hint that she's taking pictures in some Chinese garb or some robe or something. Yeah. They don't fully say, but you know and that's what's going dope. on. And she's on dope. She's like doing yeah. opium. Yeah, or so I, I or guess something. the one, the, this character, I think is Geiger, uh, would would get beautiful, beautiful women, get them doped up, and then take, take pi- some naked pictures, pictures without uh, them knowing. And uh, so he, they're blackmailing uh, people because mm-hmm. that was totally frowned upon back then. It's implied enough that you understand. Uh, like I understood that. Yeah, like, it's. He's he's running a pornography ring. I mean, even in the book, I guess there was stuff where even like th- there was a gay relationship between Geiger and the um, his the chauffeur or whatever. Yeah. Um, which th- again, they don't talk about in the movie, but th- there's some even more. Uh, this stuff in, in the movie book. Uh, runs along at a thousand miles a minute, but you don't care. Like, yeah, the, the, things are happening constantly. Like, all right, well, now we're here. Cool. There's so many like new characters in uh, being yeah. introduced Honestly, and plot points. The worst thing you can do in this movie is try to pay attention. It's try to pay attention <laughs> yeah. to the plot. I, I did find this time. I mean, I had the Wikipedia. I had all yeah. the characters like organized, and mm-hmm. I found by doing that. And once I knew who everyone's name was, so when they would mention yeah. name, because again, when the first time you watch it, they're throwing out so many names, and you're like, "Wait, who some, was that again?" And this guy, and okay, so you got Brody, are yeah, familiar, yeah. like Brody's familiar, Geiger, you kind of get. Uh, What's the henchman's name? Uh, um, Carol. He had a weird name like that. There's. Uh, he had a female he's name. Ed, Edward, uh, uh, Mars is is. Yeah, there's there's Eddie Mars. Um, and he's got the henchman that ends up. I think Carol's Geiger, Henry uh, Thompson, or whatever yeah. is. Um, we're just naming yeah, people's yeah, names yeah, yeah, right listen, now. And there was this one scene where there's like a, a a body that you never get to meet during the movie. Like, oh yeah, he was he, in a, the uh, limo that went off the. Uh, oh yeah, and the thing the like, show. Which, who is this guy? Like, you don't get to see well, him in the apparently movie. Apparently, no one. Yeah, <laughs> none of the writers. Yeah. Everyone was like, "So wait, who killed the chauffeur?" It's Joe Brody. The writers didn't know, and yeah. then it's uh, Joe Brody that killed the the chauffeur. Yeah, yeah like, we, that's we the only thing yeah. like that makes any but sense. But the thing is, yeah. you never get to meet the chauffeur. That is just kind of like a uh, MacGuffin. You don't care. Yeah. Whatever well, it is. I think, I think yeah. too, when, when the character the gets arrested, they, ver- they mention... version, that. you also... There's a, more dialogue. So there's a few different changes. So I, I've watched this movie a, a bunch of times. Yeah. I've, this is the second time I've watched... Or not the theatrical version, the uh, pre-release Re-release? version. Oh, okay. Uh, I've watched that twice now, and I've watched the big sleep like five times i've watched the different scene like i I, if it was any other movie i think you were crazy but like no i could see this like i kind of want to watch it again i think i found what scenes were different i watched just the scenes that were different that were cut out so i I did see the other scenes but i didn't fully watch the movie it's not a better movie i don't think i'll ever do the pre-release again Mm -hmm. i only did it because of this to try to make sense so the the, the, well no no it was just uh the so the last time i had watched it it was the pre-release version Mm because it was like i'm gonna watch this i've got it on 
it was a DVD box set that my uncle had given me, and it only had that version on it. Oh, so yeah. I was like, <laughs> "All right, I guess I'm watching this version." Well, wasn't this version lost for a while or something? <laughs> it was yeah. just when it was yeah. restored. Yeah. Best pre-releases, 1941 to 1946. <laughs> <laughs> was a box set. <laughs> and so, and for the audience that's listening, if you haven't seen this movie and you're totally lost and you're confused what we're talking about. Watch that's it. the movie. Go but that, watch that's it. the movie. Yeah. You're going to be the same way. It's really hard to explain because they they introduce characters constantly. There's all these plot points. It it does overall for the most part make sense. sense. But, but you it don't is, it is think really about it too much. Yeah. Um, well, you'll just lose your enjoyment. I think of the movie yeah. if you're just like, so what does that mean? And what is that like? It doesn't matter. I think yeah. it's the ride Back yeah. to the Future and trying to figure out why they're going Back to the Future. Who cares? Who it was cares? like sit back and enjoy. You know, one thing like I never even thought mm. of until I read it was a question someone asked that uh, Lauren Bacall is supposed to be married in this movie. Did you guys catch uh, that? No, yeah. it was her like uh, yeah, they're estranged. Ex. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Because yeah, I didn't. That's even why she's Mitt Rusledge. She's, yeah, she's not. Okay. Um, so she married. It didn't take. Yeah. So in the the scene with the general. Yeah. Uh, Bogart mentions that, but it's like okay. a one-off. Yeah. Again, the information yeah. they're throwing out in this movie is crazy. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, and, and yeah, there's uh, there's uh, so Brody, and then he's working with this Agnes character uh, played by so- Sonia Darren. Did you guys hear about her story? No. So I guess she, even though she has a pretty big part in the movie, she's yeah. unbilled. She's not in the credits. Oh, actually, I did. Like, I guess... Uh... Yeah, I guess she, her, and her more her maybe her agent pissed off Jack mm. Warner, but they couldn't cut out her scenes they wanted to. But she had too many important scenes. She's great yeah. in the movie too. So yeah, great. so they just retali- They uh, decided they were just going to take away her on-screen credits. So, so she's um, not given credit on the film. We sell crazy. books here. What do they look like? Grapefruits? <laughs> well, from this angle, they kind of look like books. <laughs> like. And I love so, his like, uh, like, uh, like oh, putting yeah, his hat up like a nerd nerdlinger yeah. thing on. Yeah, it's just so crazy in this. Imagine that in this day and age, like, because someone pissed you off. Yeah, we're just gonna not give her. That's probably why know. they have unions. Yeah, and, and really, now. like, I, 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 we're watching this movie, and there's a bunch of you know uh, these other female characters. You go, yeah. did they ever appear in anything? Yeah. And like the cab driver, basically nothing. Yeah, the yeah. sister, she's in a few things. So yeah. you, maybe you'll come across her What's again. Vickers. Uh, yeah, Martha Vickers. So she, she, you'll 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 run into her again, and then this Agnes character was like, no, she basically did nothing. Yeah, I wonder because yeah, she pissed blacklisted. Off and and yeah. uh, now she has a maybe it was a daughter or something. Like there's something about her that's like something significant happens. But she's fantastic yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Uh, and then we have uh, who we love. We talk about many times. Oh. Alicia Cook Jr. is in this, and he's great. For in like, Jones. like a splash of this movie, he's in it for like what five minutes. Well, he establishes himself as a character, and then he is gone. Yeah. So, and he yeah. establishes himself so well, and, and yeah. a lot of the plot moves because of him. Mm-hmm. And it's this guy that's supposed to be following Bogart. You get to him after Bogart gets just fucking he, annihilated. He just gets his teeth kicked in so much in this movie, and yeah. and but really, like yeah. he gets punched in that other scene. But he still he still mm-hmm. seems invisible. Yeah, and then he's wheezing on the ground. Yeah, well, because he's got the uh, fistful of quarters, doesn't he? Well, that's later. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I love um yeah I, I don't the know the goons get him in the back alley the yeah. first time, and that's that's like a sh- it's eighty minutes into the movie. Yeah, and he finally gets like. Knock the fuck yeah. out, and, and which this movie is, I think it's like two hours long, right? Or close mm-hmm. to it, it, it is, is a little bit hours, longer yeah. than some of the other noirs. 
But uh, actually, the one from last week we didn't mention, but I think that was about also there. Too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't. Know. The, the dialogue in this is like so good. I, I love Ro- Roger Ebert's uh, review. He wrote. Uh, the writers wrote one of the most quotable of screenplays. It's unusual to find yourself laughing in a movie, not because something is funny, but because it's so wickedly clever. Yeah. And that's how I felt like yeah. you're smiling the whole, every time he's delivering a line, you just have a smile on your yeah. face. It's like, you're, this is so fucking good. And he's so badass yeah. and witty and likable and, and cocky. And just, uh, I don't know, man, I, I love Bogart. If, this if I'm doing b- best characters in, yeah. in film, like this guy, this character is up there for me. What did he say his name was when he first gets introduced to uh, the young lady? Uh, what's her name? Oh, uh, his name's like, it's like Doghouse Dan or something. Riley. Like Doghouse yeah, Dog Riley. Doghouse Riley. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, you do get the famous, I mean, something we didn't talk about it, but it, it tends to always be in these noir mm. films that, that, the guy slapping around the woman, you got to have that at some point to straighten her out. I was actually going to talk about this. This movie is really uh, pro-violence against women. Did you guys notice this? Well, I think it's There's just the one scene where like, you're trying to wake her up, right? No, 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 no. There is actually like the only song in this movie is about uh, women crying because they got beat by their husband. Uh. Like tears falling like rain. I, I know that this? is a staple. Like you, yeah. you'll see it more in other films, mm. I find. Like some films like... Really use I it. I guess when they go to the uh, casino and Bacall singing that song with the uh, band backing her up, it's about like a, a woman who is like first married and like her husband beats for the first time, so she cries. It's about like her tears falling. Okay, like oh wow, they're kind of doing this as a joke in a weird way. Oh, you know what scene I love. So uh, th- <laughs> is this about oh, beating yeah. women? No, no. <laughs> oh no, when like he uh, like. Uh, I would like to hit you, but like I can't smack too good this time of the evening because <laughs> I thought that was a great quote. Too. No, that's good. sorry. This has nothing to do with okay, women beating. Fair <laughs> Should we, we talk probably. about abuse more? Um, no, the, there's a great scene where they're in the office. I think it's the scene where they're in the office, and uh, he says, "Okay, go." Ahead, and she's going to call the cops, and she oh, calls, yeah. she calls the sergeant. Oh, what and then a, but then like you know yeah. he, he, he why, they, why, they got to a point I, where yeah. like okay we let don't me, need to let go. me put my father on yeah so they start <laughs> fucking with the sergeant and yeah there's this great I, I don't know I, I love that scene where yeah oh well let me put my daughter I on hope there. that sergeant mother. doesn't trace this call yeah. 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 well wait I wouldn't like that and I don't think my mother would like that either <laughs> I think this if you haven't seen this movie you're probably wondering what we're talking yeah. about because we're just quoting and talking about a plot that's overcomplicated that's the film that you got to yes. watch it it's just like. We're not delivering these quotes. Like having this stuff come out of Bogart and Bacall's Mouse and all these other great actors, it's so good. Like every line is great. And the plot is complicated, yes, but it does make sense and it's interesting. Like I think mm. it keeps you interested it keeps you right engaged. to the end. You yeah. just don't want to like get too bogged down by yeah. who killed no. who. No. And, and who, why, who is this? Why is Bacall doing this? Like what what do yeah. they have against her? Is she trying to protect? Like who yeah. cares? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else that you want to add or anything? Again, we could just talk about great yeah. scenes after great scene, quote after quote. But It's just this like, yeah. frantic, yeah. amazingly well-paced movie. Yeah, it's yeah. two hours and it doesn't feel like it, it feels... So I watched it twice Yeah, yeah. In, in, in the past week. The second time was just as enjoyable. Yeah. I, I will say, before I give my rating, this is my favorite noir. I love this movie. And I kind of uh, wished... Uh, easily top 100. I watched Dumb and the Demony first and this second because I feel like watching this one then going to Indemnity... Well, Dumb and Demony is still really oh, good. Oh, I know. Yeah. This it's one different. is so good. Like I The think, dialogue is so punchy and like... Again, what I like about even just these two noirs it's how different they are. They're very yeah. different movies. And, when, and again, we're going to get into some other ones that are so different than these ones too. Like it's so. I'll you know. also say, so we've done two weeks of this yeah. in a row. Mm-hmm. 
these are probably top, top two. Top, top, top two, yeah, yeah, for me. Yeah, I th- yeah, like I'd have, to, I'd have to check my list. I think Double Indemnity was. I don't know if Maltese Falcon is going to pass. I don't know. Yeah, I, there's there's a lot of great like, stuff. Like there's just. I really enjoy the the one uh, that I, I believe I'm going to pick. It's still up in the air, but yeah. I think I'm going to pick. It's uh, it's up there for me as well. So um, if these are yeah, your top two, uh, is there spoilers? Should we get into spoilers? Or do we get well, give our rating? Let's give a rating first, and, and then we'll jump into spoilers. If these yeah. are your top two, which one comes out ahead? I think it's this one. I was thinking the same thing. Like I think this is like so eight point five nine in my you g- eyes. You gave nine and a half, so it's nine and a half. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, I it mean, doesn't quite reach yeah. ten. For me, so I've given mm-hmm. ten on this show. I think to Rear Window, okay. I think that's probably it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we've done this, and and that's a rare, rare. Yeah, yeah. Th- this film isn't perfect. No, and and some of the stuff, um, it, it, yeah. It 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 occasionally like I I do feel like Bacall in the lead isn't quite no. like. As as up to like some of the secondary yeah. female leads we were talking about are overshadow just her. Uh, overshadow her or but she's still really great in the yeah. movie. The convoluted plot I don't have a problem with. No. I, you could probably like make an argument that maybe there's a a slightly better way of going about that, but it's I so slight. I think no. that like if you watch this like five times, like okay, now it's finally making sense. Like, so no, like, it doesn't. Does oh, do no, that. it does not. Like, uh, it. I I actually think it it does some of the. Um, I I ignore I I previous to this watch I ignored the plot more and more because I'd seen it so many times where I was like, don't fucking care about yeah. who killed who and who did what. That's not why. That's not why this is fun. Mm-hmm. But it it does all make sense. It, like, yeah, as long as you you. But like, there's some of them. You know when he says because it may not tell who, but it doesn't matter. He's talking to so Joe Brody and Agnes in that one room, and he's yeah. explaining why things are happening. Yeah, and he goes. Yeah, that passes. I, I'll, I'll believe <laughs> yeah. that. That's this movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not really like solid in terms yeah. of like why they would be all doing this. But mm-hmm. hey, it passes. Yeah, yeah. That, I, I I can go along with that. It's yeah. it, it's it's a movie. Yeah. yeah. I, Even like okay, the ending. I was just no, going to say. I, I was just going to say my rating is yeah. uh, a nine. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, which is very very high. For yeah, me. That's I don't crazy. I don't ever give out nines. Uh, but another maniac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another maniac. Is there yeah. going to be like a higher award for like eight is this, everyone above nine uh, is this? I think it's too complicated. I don't know. Okay, fair I, And I think, I, I think I've given out like five nines. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> so like, that, this that is list like would be like. Rarified air. Yeah, yeah. It w- yeah, because I was thinking 8.59. I don't know if there's any other movies that we all gave. Did you? What did you give this, Maddie? Did you? 8.59. I'm like going back and so forth. So if you don't go nine, then yeah, I don't know. more, what, I'm like, but Jaws, about this. Jaws might give it. Yeah. yeah, or the thing. There'd be movies that we'd all. I don't think the I fog. would go nine for the thing. What? No. Wasn't that in your crazy. top ten? It's an eight point five. <laughs> I told you I would give like five movies a nine. Oh. <laughs> the fog, the I'll fog give us a nine. <laughs> let's, let's have another like um, a, a mega maniac. This yeah. would probably be our highest maniac down. to the extreme. Yeah. <laughs> mega maniac. It, it like no. this is legitimately yeah. It's it's starting to be top ten, top fifteen conversation yeah. for me, of all time. I think uh, as it, uh, I'm going to watch the movie. It's going to grow. It does, and that's the other thing with mm-hmm. this movie. It it grows. Yeah, I, I think the first time you're just trying to keep track of everything, yeah. and the plot and the characters. I think the second time you mm-hmm. kind of know where it's going. The basic, both, even if you forgot stuff, but you can kind of enjoy it for the other reasons. Both of these movies that we watched the last two weeks, yeah. they've just done this. 
Like mm-hmm. I was I fully expecting feeling. to eight point five nine yeah. double indemnity. Like it was just like that's I think where it was for me. I feel like double indemnity is going to go down the second time I watch it. It won't. Yeah. Again, we will see. Because this, this se- one is going to grow because it's so quotable. This one might go down. I, but, I don't but know. But the, the, the I think Double Indemnity is more plot driven, yeah. and this film is more I think, character. I think you also realize driven. like that Double Indemnity. The second time, I, or yeah, just watching it again recently, it's like a clock. Mm-hmm. It, it that's perfect. Like it, it, it just blew me away on all those levels, and the characters. I liked even more. Yeah. So, yeah, you're not going to have, uh, like, some of this is, you know, you we're just quoting a million things. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's never going to happen. But that movie is like, you'll watch that movie, you'll watch Double Indemnity in three years, and I guarantee you'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember this, and all, yeah. all this stuff sticks more. I'm, like, watching Keys a bit more. I'm like, oh, yes. Like, like a great Hitchcock movie often yeah. does that, too, where the first time you're like, oh, this is really cool. I really like North by Northwest. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. And then the second time you watch and you go, I think a lot of noirs do that yeah. similar sort of thing. Cool. Uh, should we jump into spoilers? Yeah, of or? course. Spoilers. So I, I just have a couple of things. Um, we already talked about we, no one knows who murdered the chauffeur, although it, it pretty much has to be Brody, Lundgren, right? doesn't it? Brody. I thought it was Lundgren. No, it's Brody. Because I thought when he arrests him, he says he murdered this guy. Oh, and he also uh, did the chauffeur as well. Well, I think he was trying to uh Like when the cops take him away, he pretty much says that he assumes that this guy did the chauffeur. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it is. I think, in, it, especially if you watch the other version, it's like, okay, it's pretty clearly yeah. Brody. Um, we didn't talk about, but kind I guess, of. It's it like it, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it implausible yeah, that it, anybody it, else. It, would it doesn't really matter. It's the, the chauffeur, but uh, we didn't talk about that when they had to do these reshoots. They had to actually replace. Um, I guess Mona Mars. There's a right. different actress playing her. They had to replace her because now they had to change that part, which is kind of fascinating. The second Mona. Is better too. So, so what happened with Mona in the reshoots? They, well, I, she couldn't come back. She wasn't available. She wasn't available, oh, okay. and they had, to, they had to change it all when they, with uh, the changes they made. With mm-hmm. a, it's not a lot of changes in that scene. It's, it's yeah. like a, again a little bit like oh, Bacall is filmed at a in a like when she enters the room. Yeah, so she looks a little more glamorous. This is crazy. Who ended up killing? I guess we haven't even talked about. What was the guy's name Sean Mulligan? That you never get to meet. Oh, mm-hmm. Sean uh, Regan. Sean Regan. Who ended up killing this guy in the first the place? Sister, I have no idea. The younger sister. Oh, she killed him? No, I thought she loved no, him. No, no, no. Like, isn't she doesn't kill him. It's Mars that kills him. Yeah, Mars that kills No. Him. Yeah, because they set it up that... <laughs> so this is <laughs> See, <movie>. right? <laughs> so he goes in that scene, and he's... A, the obvious thing is, it is like, it's set up that the, the sister killed him. And and uh, that's why she's uh, the other oh, yeah. the other sister is being blackmailed because she wants to protect her sister, but then really the other sister wasn't there or wasn't. Uh, there, there. <laughs> this is fucked up. Let's stop trying to explain no, this. Yeah, yeah, I think if you look it up, it's it's Carmen. That's wrong. I thought no, I thought she clearly says in the movie. She doesn't say. No, Carmen doesn't. The sister does. They, like she's so the capable sister, of it. The, the, uh, Bacall says I did it at first. Not the, not not Carmen. It's not Carmen. It's Eddie Mars. Eddie Mars kills Regan, but he pins it on the sister. But why did he kill Regan? Because Regan was with his wife. 
Oh, okay. No, that no, that's what you think, and you, it turns out that she wasn't, and you, it turns out that Carmen uh, killed just, him because she was pissed oh, that she wasn't jealous. interested yeah. in him. Yeah, but th- there's a plot. They they expl- that, that's what they say. Like if, if yeah, like no, they explain that. They explain that. So he interrogates. I'm pretty sure he interrogates oh. uh, Eddie Mars on that thing, and they explain it that way, and then. They're like, oh, well, that's the leverage you have that it's Carmen that did this. No, he used, like, he finds out that Carmen killed it. And then he says, and then, but because he's in love with Bacall and he kind of feels that she was taken advantage, he says, well, we'll pin this on him. And so he, in the end, the, the cops think that uh, this, uh, the Marlowe killed him, but that's. It actually was her sister. It, it was the sister. Because she clearly says, like, he, she, because at, at first she, she oh, takes she credit for like, yeah, she can help that she needs. Like, yeah, yeah, because, like, but there's, I think there's just yeah. more like that she's capable of that. And, and, and yeah. I guess in the book they went into more detail because in the book she actually like dumps his body in the oil well and she's a, a nymphomaniac. But, uh, but you like, you know what's awesome about this is this is the first time in spoilers that we've actually talked about <laughs> Shad Mulligan since uh, yeah. like we actually started this podcast. <laughs> No one has any idea. If you haven't seen this movie, like who is this guy? They're yeah, talking well, of? <laughs> yeah, because it's it's definitely like she plays it that she couldn't have done that because she was somewhere else. Like it's said in in the movie. According to like again, if you look it up on, on the various sites, they all say so. When Mars enters, Marlowe reveals that he had discerned the truth. Mars has been blackmailing Vivian as her sister Carmen had killed Reagan. He then forces Mars outside where he is shot by his own men. Marlowe then calls the police telling them that Mars was the one who killed Reagan. Yeah, they're missing a plot point. I'm going to find this. No, yeah, I, I definitely caught it as Carmen as well. Because they're talking to one another and Mars, and then he stops Mars and goes, she couldn't have done that. Yeah, like right before he marches him outside. Yeah, right before he marches him outside. He says she couldn't have done that because of this, and then yeah. like Mars goes fuck, like oh shit, you got me. Yeah, that's the first time that like uh, he was one step ahead of Mars. Yes. that's the only time in this because he thought he'd get there later, and yeah. and Mars would just like, go yes, and yeah, yeah, you're right, it was her. Yeah, cool. Now oh, go I'll see you later. Yeah, see <laughs> you later. Then, just, bah, 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 and then he gets got killed. Him down. Yeah. So it's different from the book. No, but this is, I'm reading like on various sites and everyone's saying the movie as well. They're wrong. They're all wrong. I disagree. (laughs) Again, maybe you're right. Like, maybe he's right. Yeah. Who who knows? It's interpretation of the dialogue. I guess you could say that Bogart is fooling him, Mm -hmm. but I I don't believe, I don't believe that's the interpretation. Um, Okay. Hey, that's what's um, great about this movie. Like, <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. It's so fucking good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyways, in the book, it definitely was Carmen. She was more of a killer, I guess. Yeah. Uh, in the book, also Bacall had more to do. Like, she was an accomplice. But again, um, they they thought that people would love Bacall, or they love Bacall, so they changed it. So you found out that she wasn't involved mm-hmm. at all. Um, so were the pop novels like uh, pretty much pornography back in the day? Like they're talking about like uh, doing uh, nude. Uh, I think there's like it's, and... it's it's still pretty implied. Like I've read read a bunch of Chandler stuff. Yeah. Uh, when I was getting into noirs, I just and I read I read the Postman Always Rings. Like it's there, but it's not like it's a, not like super graphic. It's not like the uh, he put his sex into her sex like the uh, Fifty Shades of Grey is. It's, yeah, uh, not as. And for for the movie finale <laughs> too, uh, Hawks uh, tried out different endings. They didn't film it, but they mm. were when they're writing. One of the endings had Carmen attempts to fake a suicide, only to discover that her gun is loaded with real bullets rather than blanks, and kills herself. Uh, another ending had um, 
she confesses to her crimes and walks into an ambush by gangsters, kind of like what happened to Marlo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, the other one they had were Marlo. Uh, yeah, it was a base, pretty much a coin toss, um, allowing her to leave the house and walk into the ambush. Um, and I guess she was, I guess, killed that way, I guess, or maybe she wins the coin toss mm-hmm. and has survived. But um, yeah, they had to keep on changing this because it was too uh, too violent um, for the production that code. That makes sense. Um, it's a fairly violent movie. Oh, right? actually, yeah. Like, no, what happened was, yeah, yeah. So the production code kept them turning it down. And he's like, "What the fuck? How would you end this movie?" Yeah. And they suggested the Marlowe, and he's like, "That's actually kind of good." <laughs> so he actually got that idea from the um, the code. That's yeah. hilarious. Oh, that's pretty good. Uh, but yeah, I, I guess is that it for spoilers? I think so, so. Yeah. So yeah, we'll have to ask the listeners <laughs> to debate that that finale. Yeah, for us. Um, I, watch this movie. If you haven't seen I'm, it, I'm gonna go home and out. read up a bit, uh, yeah. a bunch. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna watch it again because maybe it is a a fake out by him, mm. but he he talks about it like how it's wrong. I I can't exactly remember the the word like. Oh, that's what you want us to think, but that's actually actually See, I, not. I how thought it is. was. I thought it was like you know what? Like she did it, but. Fuck, let's blame it on him because you know she was kind of taken advantage the, the, of. Or something the difference of I feel though is like that he now she could have been involved in for, for in sure, it. but he's more he's involved. The, the as whole well. movie, you, they kind of point that it's going to be um, Marlowe, and I thought that yeah. that's the twist or Regan or no uh, or uh, Mars. Mars. Yeah, it's going to be Mars. Look at um, there's too many names. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> that, I guess that that's it for spoilers. We yeah. won't talk about any more spoilers here. Uh, I just got a little bit of trivia again. Uh, budget 1.6 million, end up making 4.9, so another big success. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess Warner. I don't know how true this is, but Warner Chief Jack L. Warner gave Howard Hawks fifty thousand to purchase the rights. Uh, apparently, he bought it for five to ten thousand and pocketed the rest. <laughs> um, and then the only other thing is, um, how close is the the movie to the book? Um, I think it's yeah. The book had more nudity. Again, they go into the uh, more of the pornography. pornography. The the gay lovers of of um, Geiger and Carol are homosexual lovers that they had to get rid of, and um, and then yeah, there's a whole which other makes thing. sense with why he would kill Brody. And- Wait, maybe Carol in the book was a female. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's And then uh, yeah, I guess uh, Retridge is a strange husband. Um, there's a little more of that, and like I guess they split that character up. And um, uh, what's the last thing? The book concludes with a bizarre scene. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> the book has some weird ending too. Um, anyways, I, I think we all agree that this is a fantastic movie. I think oh, both of awesome. these movies are. Yeah, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the ending. How did you interpret it? I'm excited about um, more noir. Yeah, 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 we got lots yeah. more noir this month. Yeah, so t- two more coming up, and uh, yeah. Anyways, if you want to share your thoughts, you can uh, find us on Facebook at uh, the group page and like page. You can email us at uh, moviecitymaniacs at gmail and we're on Instagram, moviecitymaniacs. Yeah. So do we know what movie yet? I guess we don't know what yet. What we're talking about next? It's kind of up in the air if it's my choice or we're trying to go in like release date. So I guess it's going to depend on what I pick. Yeah. Okay, so it's up in the air. It's going to be uh, a noir movie. Yeah, yeah, from the forties or fifties. Oh, it's not going to be a neo noir because I want to watch Breck. 
<laughs> I kind of want to revisit Chinatown. Yeah, and, oh, there, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. That's that's the thing too. You can go noir, then you go yeah. noir. It never ends. Even uh, Blade Runner, I guess, has kind of neo. Ah, I'm not going to count that. <laughs> it, it, it definitely has elements. So no, no, I get that, but I don't have to count it. Like if we're going to be like noir, let's actually. Um, no, yeah, go no, the classic yeah. noir. <laughs> Anyways, guys, this has been fun. Again, another uh, another maniac added to our list. Oh, yeah, this might be a mega maniac. And uh, yeah, we'll be back with some more noir goodness. Thanks for listening, guys. Stay scared. Thank you.